Whew, this is good. How many of you want revival? You're looking for it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I, I would not miss any service. Tonight, we're going to have service at 6.30. And uh, it's different than Sunday morning. And then Good Friday next week, healing and miracle service. God's been talking to us more about getting involved in obeying that part, praying for the sick, expecting miracles. Amen. In fact, tomorrow night we're going to, during chapel, 6 o'clock chapel, we're going to turn that into a prayer meeting of our Bible school. So uh, you are all invited to come out uh, for that 45 minutes, probably from 6 o'clock to 6.45, and then we'll transition into Bible school. But uh, come on out and let's pray for Easter Sunday, okay? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this is Palm Sunday. Somebody asked me this week, I don't know who it was, are you going to have palms? Was that Neil? Did you ask me that? Well, you should have got them. We would have passed them out. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I was assistant pastor in Arizona for several years, and we had palm trees outside, and we didn't pass out palms. And I was trimming them at that time, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thinking about uh, Palm Sunday, I'm not really going to do a tra traditional Palm Sunday message, but I'm, I'm going to include kind of that theme in the message today because uh, this is beginning of Passion Week. Jesus began his road, and the Bible calls it the triumphal entry. Entry. And I was thinking about that last night, that people threw out palms. They, they celebrated Jesus coming into Jerusalem. But, you know, a lot of people can celebrate. A lot of people are in churches this morning. A lot of people, when you ask them if they are a Christian, they'll say, yes, I identify with Christianity. But Jesus said this, unless you deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Huh? That's strong, isn't it? You see, the, 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 literally the mob, they're throwing branches in front of Jesus as he comes in to Jerusalem on that donkey. And, uh, you know, but how many were with him during the crucifixion? Even his own disciples. So we can celebrate Jesus, but when uh, the going gets rough, is he still the Lord? Amen? Hallelujah. Is, it, he's a, he, is he still our Redeemer? Praise God. We need to think about that. You know, we, we get excited when we sing certain songs in church and so on and so forth, but, but how are we living the rest of the week? You know, it's easy to be churchy when you're in church with the saints. Amen? Praise God. But we, that's why we need revival. We need an awakening. I think all, we all do. An awakening to uh, the reality of who we are in Christ and, and just the goodness of God, the love of God. It's so powerful. Amen. I want to talk uh, today uh, literally about living with purpose. And this is really, when we're talking about Palm Sunday, when we're talking about this Easter season, 
Jesus lived with a pur- purpose for 33 years. In fact, the Bible says he was manifest, he was made visible, he came to the earth to destroy the works of the devil. He was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. And the day that he was born, we celebrate that at, Christi- uh, at Christmas, we, he begins his journey of purpose. And you think about that. The Son of God made flesh, dwelt among us, praise God, grew up as a human, tempting, being tempted with every temptation that we could ever think of, but yet not one bit of sin was found, was found in him. And he made his way to the cross that we're celebrating this week, Passion Week. He ends up in the garden to Gethsemane and he says, Father, it's not my will, but yours be done. And no matter what happened to Jesus, and you say, yes, he was the son of God. But remember, he was a man. He was a human being, flesh and blood, just like you and I. He chose to lay aside his deity. And he operated in the earth as a man. Glory to God. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. Because he had a purpose. He had a purpose. Life is a journey. And it was short for Jesus as far as the earth. 33 years. 30 years growing up and then entered the ministry. And he only ministered for for three years. Think about that. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then he went to the cross. And, he, and now he's still ministering. Hallelujah. He's our high priest in heavenly places. So what happens is we either coast with no direction or live with a purpose that doesn't bring fulfillment. Amen? I want you to look at this scripture. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, the Passion Translation. A person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only, say but only, the designs of his purpose will succeed in the end. Only God's purpose. There was a song that that we like to uh, bring up, only one life, soon it will pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. Amen? And we preached on uh, being eternity-minded. And so when we're driven by the fact that God has a plan for our lives, and a lot of our plans don't work out, do they? Or if we force them, we end up going down the wrong path, and then God is having to save us and pull us out of the mess that we've made for ourselves. Amen? Amen? That's why we need to be sensitive and get into the Word of God and pray. Be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. See, God wants us to be driven by His purpose and His plan. Hallelujah. And part of our growth track, which they uh, announced this morning, is finding purpose and having significance. Jesus had a purpose. That's why He suffered the things that He went through. For the joy, the Bible says in Hebrews, that was set before him. Amen. What joy. 
What joy. And I believe we can see that joy fulfilled in the earth. Amen. But think about when we get to heaven where Jesus is well done. Good and faithful servant. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are born. And a lot of people are driven by guilt. They're driven by worry. They're driven by uh, insecurity, anger, and uh, running from the past, whatever. They're trying to make stupid decisions so they won't make that again instead of getting alone with God. Getting alone with Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And finding out what he wants. Hallelujah. Purpose driven with his purpose. Now, Psalms 139, verse 13, 18 is a beautiful picture of how much God really loves us and how much he thought about you even before you were born. Isn't that exciting? Amen. This is David, this is the psalmist, saying, you formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me. Now, now look at this. How thoroughly you know me. God knows you. There's nothing hidden from God. Amen? He hears our words. He knows our thoughts. He's, he's with us. Wow. Think about how that would impact us if we had the reality of that. What we would do, what we would say, how would we behave ourselves. Think about that. Amen? He, threw, he thoroughly know, uh, uh, you know me, Lord. You even formed my, every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Wow. Think about that. You saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd ever seen the light of day. The numbers of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Today is recorded in God's book in heaven. The decisions you make today is recorded. How big and wonderful is God? We, we can't fathom with our mind. Mm. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Some of you think that nobody thinks about you. <laughs> hey, God thinks about you. Glory to God. Now look at this. Oh, God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of the sand of every seashore. When I wake each morning, you are still with me. Don't we have something to live for? I mean, just that, 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 those verses right there sum up God's love for every one of us. None of you were a mistake. Even no matter how you came about. <laughs> you're here with a purpose. And you're here with a destiny. And the Bible says it's all written in the book in heaven already. So why don't we align ourselves with that? Amen? The Bible says, you know, 
During the Passion Week, Jesus could have called 10,000 angels. He was still the Son of God. He had the choice. Or he wouldn't have been uh, the substitute that, that God sent him to be. He had the choice whether to go to the cross or to escape the cross. But because of his love mm, for every one of us. Hallelujah. He chose not my will, God. How many times can we say that? Not my plans, God, it's your plans. Hallelujah. Some people are in what I call the survival mode. They just live to survive one day to the next. Some of you are like that. I'm going to have to get to raise your hand because you <laughs> tell on yourself. You get out of one situation into another situation, uh, one problem into another problem, and so on and so forth. So you have no goals or drive or purpose in life. Amen? That's not God's will for you because he already has the plan for your life in his book. Some people are success-driven to the point where they push everything to the side, every person to the side. All they want is their, their home paid for, a nice car, nice, you know, uh, you know just power-hungry for success. So whoever they have to walk on, whatever, you don't see either, two of the, either one of these in Jesus' life. But you do see significance. Amen. Knowing who you are and having purpose for your life. Glory to God. That's our Romans 12 too. Let's look at the scripture, the Passion Translation. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. Well, that speaks volumes right now, doesn't it? Have you been hearing about the culture around you? Wow. There has to be a difference. Christianity, <laughs> we are, you know, we, we, get, we get mocked, we get blamed, we get everything, but we are followers of Jesus. We cannot compromise what the Bible tells us, God's word about any subject. No matter what the opinion of the world is, we've got to bring that into uh, line with God's word and said this is what God says and that settles it amen no matter which way the culture is going so here the apostle Paul tells the church in Rome stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit glory to God through a total reformation of how you think. So what you're thinking line up with? The word of God. Amen? And your purpose that you're here for. This will empower you to discern God's will. This, what he just said, will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are three characteristics, and you see in Jesus' life, and you can see it in the Apostle Paul's life, the other disciples, 
Especially Abraham being God's friend. How many of you need a good friend? Amen? You need a good friend. That's not one way one day and another way another day. I don't want to be your friend. I'm moody today. <laughs> Let's look at what Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 13. Person who, uh, I, okay, we're going to forget that. It's just a note I had. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay one's life for his, down one's life for his friends. Jesus said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things, hallelujah, that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask a Father in my name, he may give you. Hallelujah. Jesus calls us friends. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, in James chapter 2, verse 23, speaks about Abraham, our father of faith. And it says here, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God, and it was counted him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Hallelujah. So you have a friend. Hallelujah. You have the Holy Spirit that's been given to you. You have the Word of God that you have with you on your cell phones, your uh, iPads, whatever you have. Some of you use, how many of you use real Bibles with paper pages? Amen. We go back and forth. But, you know, it's, it's important to hang out with God. Hang out with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's how you can know your purpose and, and stay on the path that God created you to stay on, which Jesus did those 33 years. Second thing that will help you, amen, is helping others. Amen? Helping others. And we've shared the fact, and, and, and Pastor Judy's going to come up and tell you again, some of you weren't here last week, but remind you about inviting people to church Easter Sunday. Alex shared that with you. It's going to be, I've seen the, the drama that they're going to be doing, and uh, it is awesome. Praise God. But having a heart to help others. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. And even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Amen? Hallelujah. And then all through, you know, First Peter. Peter talks about uh, each of us have been given a gift to use it, a variety of spiritual gifts. Use them to serve and minister one to another. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Galatians, the Apostle Paul, in chapter 6, says, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. 
Every one of us. So be sensitive to people around us. Amen? Hallelujah. And then be an influence to the world around you. Now this is the part I want to hone in on. If you have a purpose with God, and this is what this season is all about, celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection with Jesus. I was reading last night that the Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. The gospel, the good news which we're bringing people in this season, this is the season to declare what Jesus did. He went to the cross. He died. He took our place. Amen. And so we, uh, you know, we, we, we uh, pray. <laughs> we've been given the Great Commission. We bring that all the time before us. Glory to God. Here's a quote. God desires for you to be involved in drawing people to his word through a dedicated life to him. To be an active witness. Everywhere we are. Everywhere we go. Amen. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's not the bad news. It's the good news. It'll get people uh, that are bound by drugs and all kinds of stuff set free. Hallelujah. Be delivered, praise God, once and for all. Glory to God. And I want you to say with me, this with me in closing, okay? Just repeat this after. Make this declaration. I decree that God has a great plan for my life. He is directing my steps. And even though I may not always understand how, I know my situation is not a surprise to God. He will work out every detail to my advantage in his perfect timing. Everything will turn out all right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. So we have to have an attitude to wrap this up, to help others, to influence the world around us, and to be who God wants us to be. Jesus fulfilled his mission. And how many of you know we can fulfill ours? Amen? Not let anything get in there and put a wedge between what God wants us to be and what God wants us to do in this season. Would you stand with me? Hallelujah. Praise God. The greatest message, for God so loved the world. Isn't that wonderful? So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. How good is good enough? How good do you have to be to know Jesus? I was sharing, you know, we were looking for songs for altar calls and so on and so forth. Go back to the Billy Graham days. How many of you heard Billy Graham? That familiar song, Just As I Am, without one plea. Simple, simple message. Jesus will take you just like you are. Your family might think you're a brat. 
<laughs> or you could think, man, I, I've done so many things that, you know, God could never want me. No. While you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. He loves you that much. And this is what we want to tell the people next week at Easter service. Your friends, your families, the ones that you invite. But this morning, I want you to bow your heads. And if you're here and you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's not just about attending church. It's not about being religious. But it's about intimately knowing him, having Christ in your life. Asking him. Acknowledging that he went to the cross and died in your place. And asking him to come into your heart and life and be your Lord and Savior. That is the best and most important decision that you can make in this season. So as we have our head bowed, I want us to pray this prayer together. We're all going to pray it. And if this is your first time, pray it sincerely. The Bible says all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That all includes you and I. So pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross in my place. I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that. But Lord Jesus, right now, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And right now, I thank you, Father. Lift up your hands, everyone that I'm in the family of God. 